Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. That's right, no Royals baseball, Bink at Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. We pick up where we left off on Monday. Although I was here with Alex Gold yesterday. And I'll be with Cody Tapp the next couple of days. It's going to be fun because we're going to do this uh, 6-10 draft. We're going to leave the nighttime and do some daytime stuff. And I don't mind, Grant. I'll come in 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. is a great time slot. You know, I've heard others talking, man, it's going to be too early getting up. Let's try it, man. Every show's got its thing. Obviously, CDOT, you know, 6 o'clock to 2 to 6 is a good time because that's when a lot of news breaks in the afternoon. But you're getting off right at 6, good. Still got some daylight. 10 to 2, those are some long segments, man. Those are some, like, 20, 25-minute segments. But it goes fast. And then there's getting up early for Fesco in the morning. I've done them all. I don't mind them all. You're a man of many time slots. No, I like it, you know. I don't mind. I don't mind the afternoons. Variety is the spice the of life. The mornings I've done the last couple of years around the holidays. <laughs> early mornings. Have you ever done that early? What the early show? Yeah, you've been in here for the. Yeah, I've come on with Fesco a couple times. Yeah, Josh. I've never worked with Fesco. I've worked with everybody here but him, and I've been here since 2012. We talked about that. Matter of fact, they called me this morning, like they like to do, on that show. Usually in the six o'clock hour. Usually when I'm dead asleep. And they ask me questions. Like who's the coach of Abilene Christian? To name an example. Today they asked me who I wanted to work with. And I said, we'll let the board speak. The board always speaks, Grant. The board always speaks. We got a ton to get to tonight. Chiefs Royals, some smack in Cleveland. I love it. We're sitting here in June 2nd. We already got smack talk about the Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. Let's go. Let's go. Get the, I've been calling the Chiefs the hunted or the hunter again because they were the hunted last year. Well, it appears more and more that the hunter, the hunted as well, especially the AFC. Now in the NFL, I think they're the hunter because clearly they got some finished, unfinished business with the Tampa Bay Bucks. But in the AFC, they're clearly the hunted because teams are still looking out for. Them. Maybe I mean some of these off seasons didn't make me think. Well, this team really wants to catch the Chiefs, but. We do have some smack talk. We'll get to it in just a second. But I do want to start with the Royals. Because the Royals have been fun to watch, Grant. This is a team, and we talked about it a little bit Sunday, just kind of how they're turning it around. This team's a game over 500 now. And they've been doing it, as I've been saying, with one hand tied behind their back. 
It's just always injury after injury. And then we had Modesty the other night looking great, who's who's on – I put him on that team, the uh, don't get up and grab a beer when he's a bat league. Like that team. Like Mondi's exciting. And I know it's got to be perfect for your generation. You like that kind of excitement. Like baseball needs that. Royals have had trouble getting people to go to the games. Mondi's a reason, too, than the hamstring. But he's got that excitement, that little bat flip. You had to like that. Hell, I even liked it. Yeah, for sure. The bat flip was cool. Didn't make the broadcast, but the replay was great. Yeah, the replay was great. You did see the back flip. But the Royals now have won four of their last five series after losing four of their previous five, completing their third sweep of the season. Two-game sweep was the Pirates. Pirates are bad. I could probably get a team around here to give the the Pirates a run, to be quite honest with you. Um, that was including the two-game uh, sweep versus Milwaukee. You know, they have a losing record against the division, 13-18. and 18. They're 14-8 and eight against everybody else. It's time to change that because the last-place team is coming to town for four games, the Minnesota Twins. And not only that, I say last place, I mean the weekend series versus the Twins. Actually, it's four-game series because tomorrow's Thursday. I keep getting these days mixed up. But the bottom line is, it's not the Tigers in last place. It's the Minnesota Twins. Said it before this year started. You have these expectations on the Twins, and they always let you down. You don't expect anything from the Twins, and they stand up and are a good baseball team. But the Twins come to town for the Kansas City Royals, and this is where that losing streak began, Minnesota. Remember how bad they were? They started that series on April 30th up in Minnesota, able to win a game that Saturday, but then they lost two or three to the Twins, and that losing streak um, started. Royals have scored at least five runs in five consecutive games, going all the way back to last Friday in Minnesota, batting 320 during that time, averaging seven and a half runs and 11 and, uh, 11 and two-thirds hits a game. Longest streak with at least five runs uh, since doing it six games back in 2019. The offense is back, and it's with Mondi, and it's without Mondi. It's without Soler at this point. Soler and Mondi were supposed to be the bell cows of this team, and we'll hear from Mike Matheny later. He's on Fesco in the morning as he is each and every uh, each and every Wednesday at 9 a.m. But it's the, it's the up and down. Like, who would have thought Slayer would have had the season? Who would have thought Mondi would have had the season? Being injured all the time. He's in spring training, gets hurt the last day. Finally comes back. He's hitting these multi-hit games, looking great. A couple bombs. Crush one the other night. Nice. Then he has a great defensive play. Tweaks himself. Gets hurt. But it, I said yesterday to see that I said, I think this news is going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. And still, you got to cross your fingers. We don't know if he's going on a DL or not, or the IL or not. Hope not. Doesn't appear so. Mondi's frustrated. We hear from Mike Matheny later. We talked about the frustration Mondi has with this. But the bottom line is, they're get, Witt's starting to get hot again, doing the things Witt does, which is always hits. And Soler has been down this year on the IL. Dozier has not been the Dozier that you thought you were going to see. Hopefully his bat's starting to turn around at this point. But there's guys in this lineup you didn't count on, like Ben Attendee and Santana. You know, Ben Attendee was a trade. Can he get his career going back here in Kansas City? And look at what Andrew Ben Attendee's doing. He's been incredible for the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, he had the streak in May with the 33 hits. He struggled with the extra base hits at a time, but boom, he's starting to hit home runs. Had three bombs since then. Had that, had that grand slam. 
Ben Attendee's been great. But not only that, but when you look at Ben Attendee and Carlos Santana, you go back, the walks. The walks are a big deal. Getting on base, the Royals are stealing bases, they're being agitators. 2019, you know who led the Royals in walks. Can you guess who led the Royals in walks in 2019? Might surprise you. In 2019, 2019 season. For the Kansas City Royals, who led them in walks? We're playing three strikes. <laughs> Whit Merrifield. Nope, Jorge Soler. Seriously. 73. 2018, huh. Whit Merrifield led the team with 61 walks. Carlos Santana has 40. And we're in June 2nd. All right? We're, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to shatter this stuff with the Kansas City Royals. He's made a big difference. Ben Attendee's made a big difference. But the thing is, like the only thing we heard was when the Royals lose in 11 straight games, well, they got to look at the front office. You got to look at Dayton. And you keep fielding these calls. We got the text. We got plenty of text, tweets. You've seen it all. And the bottom line is, I never heard a solution. Who do you want? This general manager came off one of the most successful trees in the Atlanta Braves organization. He went the back-to-back World Series as a general manager. And in my opinion, he's the best general manager in sports because the money wasn't there like other teams. Boston can take a guy like Pablo Sandoval, who's fat, and pay him to leave. The Angels can pay Josh Hamilton $63 million to leave. Angels can pay Albert Pujols to go away. The Royals can't do that stuff. Like, it hurt them when they had to finally get rid of Omar Infante. They're still the only small market team to win a World Series. Who's better? And then when you hear criticisms, you don't hear the words Santana floated around, Carlos Santana, and you don't hear Andrew Benatendi, who, by the way, are instrumental for this team. Yeah, you got wit. You got Salvador Perez, and Salvador Perez has been freaking phenomenal, like he always is, like you always expect. But there's a couple guys in this lineup you expected more from. You expected more from Soler, and you expected the Mondi to be more healthy at this time. Then you look at the pitching staff, and I know Keller's the opening day starter, but the real ace of the staff, in my opinion, is Danny Duffy. He's been hurt. And then you had the growing pains with Daniel Lynch coming up here. You know, he had a setback last year. And I don't think it's all Daniel Lynch's fault. He's the 23rd best prospect in baseball for a reason. Tipping his pitches a little bit. But that's what happens when you take away a minor league season where these guys don't face any competition since he was in college at Virginia. Then all of a sudden you throw him in the major leagues after being at the alternate site last year, throwing to the same guys each and every day in not having a minor league season. It hampers them, man. Seeing the same dudes every day. And I don't know if the guys are telling him, hey, you're tipping your pitches. Why would you? If you're trying to make the major leagues, why would you tell him? Hey, Daniel, you're doing this. You need the straight. What, so you can strike out? Or do you want to get hits against him? What do you want to do? Well, lack of competition. Then you get called to major leagues. And I think this Jackson Coar goes tonight. He's been phenomenal for the Omaha Storm Chasers. And Jason Hayward, by the way, is with the Cubs. Uh, he's doing a rehab assignment up at Warner Park today. Is uh, Guess who hit the walk-off yesterday for the Storm Chasers? Randall Hearn. Randall Hearn's down there, hit the walk-off for him yesterday. But the bottom line is, when do you rush him up to Kansas City? But this team has not had a full deck. But I don't understand the criticism on one end if you're not bringing up Santana and Ben attending. You may say, oh, they just got old, man, bringing Wade Davis and Greg Holland and Dyson. and yeah. But you got to add the but. But they bring in Carlos Santana. Yet they bring in Andrew Benatendi. Yes, they've got some studs in this rotation. Brady Singer's going to be fine. 
for this organization. Chris Bubich is a bulldog, part of that 2018 draft class. And some of the best players, you haven't even seen yet. You haven't seen Ace Lacy yet. He's going to take some more time in the minor leagues because he got shut down last year. Jackson Kowar is going to be here. Jonathan Boland is going to be here. He was on Team USA as a setback with Tommy John. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be up here. Nick Prado has turned his swing around. Hopefully we'll see Nick Prado, the former first-round pick, at some point. But a lot of criticism going towards the Royals. I even took it. You know, I didn't say oh, I was too positive. Oh, you're being too positive about the Kansas City Royals. This team is not 11 games in a row bad. They're just not that bad. They're too scrappy. When you watch the Royals and the Pirates, even though the Royals are trotting out a team there, you know, without Solaire, without Mondi last night, they're trotting out a team out there, and you're seeing the Hanser Albertos of the world, the Nicky Lopez of the world, and he, I'm not talking just last night, but lately, and Gerard Dyson out there, and they're still kicking people's ass and still winning games because they're so scrappy. Even that lead last night was not insurmountable for the Royals because this team could fight and claw. They could steal bases. They can agitate the base pass. They have enough professional hitters to do some damage, and that's what they're doing. And really, the case of the Royals this year is very interesting. They tried a different philosophy. They brought in guys. You might say, what's Wade Davis doing here? You know, what's Greg Holland doing here? What are some of these old guys doing here? You know, we're not running it back to 2015. Well, they're kind of helping the younger guys, the mentality of them, going out and being baseball players. Do you expect them all year? Probably not. Wade Davis is probably not going to be here all year. When Stamont comes back, he's probably the odd man out. He'll probably leave. But the kind of wisdom that he imparted on a lot of these young players is paying dividends. It just is. This team has a mentality about it. And again, they're playing with one hand tied behind their back. And yet they're still going out there and winning games. 14-8 and eight against everybody, not in the AL Central. The AL Central doesn't make any sense. The fact this team got swept in Detroit doesn't make sense. The fact they've been the punching bag for the Cleveland Indians doesn't make sense. Great pitching staff, but they got no lineup, man. You know that Fermil Reyes is out? The Royals ought to be looking at the Cleveland Indians and, all right, that's the team. What's past them? You know, before you start talking White Sox or any of that, which they're not doing, we had Whit Merrifield on the show yesterday for the Whit Merrifield show. And he even said it. And even Matheny said it. You know, the players don't really look at June 1st deadline like we do. Like I've heard Denny Matthews talk about in broadcasts. Because June 1st, you've kind of get an indication how good your team is. Because you've got April in the books. you got May in the books. And you can kind of see who's for real or not. I mean, that's just kind of the day in baseball. We look at, see what kind of team you have. You're going to push forward or back. And keep in mind... Since 1967, what, six teams have had an 11-game losing streak and then got back to 500? Like, getting back to 500 was tough for this team to do. And it's a good thing they had that hot start that enabled them to have an 11-game losing streak and still get to the 500 mark. Our phone number, 913-576-7610. Text line, Jay Southland, Toe Service text line, 913-576-7610. The bottom line is, in this society, this fast food society we have, we want managers gone, you want front office people gone, I see it all the time in sports. Head coach should be gone. GM should be gone. Well, who do you want? I keep seeing that, but not a lot of who would be the alternative. Who would be the alternative to come in here and get things turned around? Don't see that a lot. It's like owners just going to pull a, ma- you know, a magic feather out of their hat and say, ooh, here's a GM. He's going to go in for us. Here's a manager. He's going to go in for us. If you're going to do that, give credit for Santana. Give credit for Ben Attendee. Those worked out. 
And I think this 2018 pitching class is going to turn some heads as well. And then beyond that, you know, guys like Asa Lacey that weren't in that class, Bobby Witt Jr. that weren't in that class. Pipeline's full for the Kansas City Royals. It's good. I don't know if you saw Northwest Arkansas the other night. They're just crushing home runs left and right. Funty Prado and Witt Jr., MJ Melendez. Man, they got some talent. Coming up next, some smack talk out of Cleveland. Been waiting for this, Grant. Today it was Miles Garrett. He spoke to the media. And you know what? Don't got a lot of bad things to say about Miles Garrett. At least he's at the practice. A lot of Cleveland Browns aren't at the OTAs. Why? Trying to chase the Kansas City Chiefs and not showing up. I don't know if Zoom can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. First game of the season. We'll discuss that next. Baby at night. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big and Night, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. I teach this youngster uh, from K-State plenty of knowledge every day during the breaks. Stuff that I cannot repeat on the air. I don't know if that counts as knowledge. I just dropped some knowledge on you. I guess I learned something, but I'm not sure I wanted to learn it. I cannot speak another language. Although in college, I had to take 10 hours of language and didn't do so hot. What what language did you take? Spanish. 10 hours and you got nothing. Well, I made the mistake of like trying to do it at the end. When in high already- school, when I went to high school, man, it was like a complete, I mean, it was like a joke class. And you get there and all of a sudden they only speak that when you go to class. It's tough. It was hard. But I can cuss in four languages. But I'm not going to do it here because someone's probably from Germany. Somebody's probably from France. They don't know exactly what it, Maybe the FAAs or FAA. I don't think they care. The FCC. Maybe they're, we'd have somebody listening and know exactly what I'm saying. So I cannot repeat what I just told you during the break. But what I said to you was not very flattering in German. But you didn't know what the hell I said. No, Which but... Which is great. To cuss somebody out, they don't have any idea. I knew it was something that was unrepeatable, though. Just the way you said it, the inflection. I can order beer, order food, and cuss you out in four languages. 
That's all you really need. Can't do anything else. Well, I got through somehow, you know. By the way, someone on the text line, 913-576-7610. Jay Southland, they'll stop a text line. Stop sending in cuss words in other languages. Jay said, I don't want to teach Grant anything. Jay Southland, tow service text line, 913-576-7610. From the 816, I know it's early, but is Dayton Moore made a better trade for anybody than he did for Benny? I mean, I, I don't know what you're looking at. And I know Jeremy Guthrie wasn't exactly a you know, ball of fire, but he was serviceable. He did start game seven in 2014. That's not the best trade. You want to go back to Zach Grinke for getting the Jeremy Jeffers deal and and uh, Odorizzi that ended up going to Tampa. The trade for Shields, to me, is the big one, the Tampa Bay one, because that was, that was the James Shield trade for Will Myers. Yes, he gave up a great batter. In Will Myers, but James Shields kind of helped change the, and I know he didn't win a ring for the Royals, but he helped change the uh, just the culture, the attitude. Really, like Danny Duffy and these guys under his wing. But the way Davis ended up being the better piece out of this whole thing, like, it was kind of the Wade Davis deal, who was a major piece in getting the Royals a world title, and then Zach Greinke to Baltimore or to Milwaukee, excuse me. You got back-to-back ALCS MVP, so it's hard to argue that one. Say what you want about Escobar, although he's crushing it up in Omaha, just because the guy likes playing baseball. I respect that, man. The guy just wants to play, played in Japan, played in AAA. Like, a lot of guys' egos won't allow him to go do that. It will with him. He played every day for the Royals. Hey, we got a movie of the outfield, okay. Hey, we got a movie of third, okay. Like, that's the ultimate guy you want on your team. Yeah, you may have your problems with Escobar at the bat, but that dude showed up to play every day because he loves playing the game, and, and he's tough, and he would play through pain. And, you know, Whit Merrifield's got 60 over 60 games to catch Escobar's streak of straight games. Dude was just flat nasty, flat tough, and I respect that. But Kane came in that deal too, so that's probably the big one. When you have two ALCS MVPs in Escobar, who, by the way, was an ALCS MVP, and uh, Lorenzo Kane, that's the deal. Although, you know, if you, if you want to argue the James Shields coming here, the Wade Davis, the, what was known as the James Shields trades actually turned out to be the James or the Wade Davis, who was kind of that throw-in player, which, by the way, the story of Wade Davis is incredible. It's just incredible. The fact that, like, I was wondering what they were going to do with him because he wasn't a great starter. He wasn't. Then Luke Chaver goes down with Tommy John, and then Ned Yost, Dayton Moore, Wild idea. Hey, you go to the bullpen. Boom! Star is born. Unhittable guy. Middle fingers Wade Davis. Became, I think, one of my favorite players. And I'm, you know, from the generation of George Brett and Frank White and Al McCray. You know, one of my favorite players ever was when Wade Davis would walk out that bullpen. Because you know it was on then. You knew it was on when Wade Davis walked out there. I loved watching. I get it. We still get to watch Wade Davis. Okay, but 2015 was a different deal. He was somebody we never thought we had. And it's one of those things in sports, when you think about chance meets opportunity, it's an old saying, I guess, Grant. It's a, say luck is when chance meets opportunity. At least that's what I've been told. That's merely what luck is, which is true. It just chance meets opportunity. We've had it in life. Wade Davis... Got there because chance meant opportunity. Luke Cochaver goes down. Boom, he's there. What if Luke Cochaver is healthy? Wade Davis doesn't make the club. He goes back down to Omaha. 
Does he ever make it as a starter? Does he then get put in the bullpen? Most bullpen guys are field starters at some point. So maybe that would have come at some point. But that was a genius move for the Kansas City Royals, what they did. And they just kind of reinvented how bullpens are used. I heard them talking last night on MLB Network. They were talking about the Royals and making the bullpen sexy again, right? They didn't use those terms, but I am. And how the, and I even talked to uh, former relievers. You know, well, when they were playing against the Royals, is one of the questions I would ask, like in 16 and 15, like, hey, did the Royals, because some of these guys would get huge contracts in the bullpen because it became what teams wanted. They realized, hey, the Royals are playing six inning games, <laughs> just shutting it down. Like, those teams are easy to manage. I mean, Ned did a great job at the culture, but man, Ned had some games where he didn't do anything. Starter for six. HDH, done. Got a W. Go have a nice steak. Like a well-oiled machine. But, yeah, Joe Torres with some of those Yankee teams. Come on, man. Like, you could have won games with it. I'm being honestly, I'm being honest. Like, the average person can't go coach a football game. I guess you could if your coordinators were doing everything and you stood there with the whistle. Called timeouts. Called timeouts, do whatever. You could maybe get by. But baseball, you literally could if your team is like, those well-oiled Yankees machines where at the end you still Rivera and you get the game over. Like, HDA was automatic. It's just one of those one of those weird moments, you know, in sports. You have to think about it. You know, Tom Brady taking over Bledsoe. If Tom Brady was drafted in Cleveland, would we still be talking about the Tom Brady today, 43 years old, leading the team in the Super Bowl? Or would he be selling insurance for Geico or State Farm? Honestly, honest question. Because Cleveland has ruined the many good quarterbacks. What if Tim Couch would have ended up in New England instead of Cleveland? Like Patrick Mahomes, what if he wasn't drafted with the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Biennemi and the support staff here, and he ended up in a different place? Same success. I mean, he'd still be good. Would he have the same success? you got to ask these questions sometimes. Because the right placement is perfect. It's like when you're born in this world, you can be born dirt poor or you can be born filthy rich. You know, and you have no choice about it. You know what I'm saying, Grant? No, you do not. Kind of stuck with the cards you're dealt, I mean, you? when you're born, your mom and dad can be dirt poor or they can be stinking, filthy rich, and you never have to do a damn thing in your life. It's the luck of the draw, man. So you don't think any of the midseason acquisitions from 2015 are up on that list at all? Oh, Acquisition, yes, Cueto and Zobris were huge, man. They gave up five pitchers, and really only Shamanaya has really turned out to be something. So you look back then, and yes, Shamanaya. So you lost one decent talent for Zobris. I always, I, I always said this, and people, I always called Whit Merrifield early on in his career a poor man's Ben Zobris. Because to me, he was just as productive. The guy did lead major leagues in hit for two straight years. He led both in stolen bases, only what Ishiro and it's only been twice done twice since World War II, leading the league in hits and stolen bases. D. Gordon, I think, was the other. Him and Ishiro. Does it? What Merrifield could play those the positions. You know what I'm saying? They got their own version of Ben Zobrist. Cueto did make a difference. Cueto did make a difference. So yeah, you throw those pieces in there. That's all that's that's what a general manager does. That's why I thought he was, and I remember calling in at a show here. You know, it was a different show that I was on. And say, hey, man, I think Dayton Morris is why I think he's the best. This is before we won a ring. This, this, and this is why I think he's the best general manager in sports. Because at that time, 
You know, Brett Veach hadn't been really invented yet. John Schneider was the hot name going, the GM in Seattle. I said, here's the deal. You roughly have 256 guys at the NFL draft. That is your talent pool. That is who you're picking. In Major League Baseball, you got college players. You got JUCO players. You got high school players. You got international players. You've got the whole world as your template. That's a lot more than selecting 256 that you have scouting reports in a big book, wouldn't you say? A lot more crap shooting baseball. Yeah, probably. And you're dealing with payroll. NFL, everybody's on the same playing surface. Yeah, they all have the same money. It's way tougher to separate the wheat from the chaff. I get that point. But to say it's the best GM in, or best GM in sports. This was back in 15. He'd gone the back-to-back World Series. Actually, this is in 14. So he went the back-to-back World Series after that. The only GM went in the small market World Series, still the only one. They weren't spending like the Yankees. They weren't spending like the Dodgers. They just constructed a good damn baseball team. Wouldn't you say drafting is tougher in Major League Baseball than any other sport? Because other sports, you draft and they, they help you that year. You know what I mean? Or, or maybe you redshirt them like Mahomes. But you know, they don't you know flounder around in low A, high A, double A, triple A, and you got to you know, kick gloves and, you know, don't get too many swings, pull him after six. Like, there's a lot more hands-on in baseball. There is, is. No, you're probably right. You're probably right. When you add, when you put it like that, you forget about all the weird stuff, like talking to, I mean, you talking go to, to people in double-A ball, like, hey, don't yeah. extend this kid too much. Well, you go to the combine, you see all the talents you're going to be drafting. In baseball, you got to get on planes, trains, and automobiles to high schools, colleges, Internationally, you're flying, you're checking out players in the Dominican that aren't even drafted, just international free agent signings. I mean, taking a chance on a young Salvador Perez at 16 years old. I mean, you're taking chances on guys, and you don't know how good they're going to be. It's crap shooting baseball. And you have to have a supportive owner, which they have in Kansas City. But I, I just thought John Steiner, okay, same thing. He's got a level playing field here. He's drafted for pool. That was my opinion. I didn't get to the Cleveland smack, but it didn't go anywhere. We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You told me during the break you were a huge Alcides Escobar figure growing up. You were an Esky guy. He's played 13 games in Omaha, by the way. Nine runs, 15 hits in those three games. Two bombs, six ribs, a nice 366 average. Dude just likes playing, man. 
that just like I knew every single time you went to the ballpark? It was like you just knew you were going to see Eski. He was so unselfish, too, because he like relented to Mondi. All right, you take the job. He had that streak going, put him in the outfield. And they had the industry, the longest active streak in baseball, like Witt does now. He's never hurt. He would play hurt. I mean, he was hurt. He was just, he was like a mentor for Mondi. He would help him out. Tell him about the training table. Help him. I mean, helped him out. I got respect for that, man. Esky, baby. He just did what he, he was supposed to do. You're damn right, man. Let's he have never some overreached. Let's have some LCD's Escobar appreciation on here. You want to? Well, yeah. it started, Grant. Miles Garrett, who, by the way, gave up the basketball stuff. Very good basketball player, but they, Stefanski didn't like him doing that, so he semi-retired. But that's not what caught our attention. The question is, was geared to him, and I'll let Tony Rossi from Cleveland. He's the one that asked the question of Miles Garrett. But the Chiefs have had like 30 or 40 guys more at OTAs than what Cleveland has. They've had some noticeable guys absent, like Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Clowney, Tack McKinley, according to uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Browns from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. And uh, ArrowheadPride.com has a great story up on this if you want to want to read the uh, words quoted, but here's what Miles Garrett said, courtesy of ClevelandBrowns.com. Miles, um, of course, you suffered through an 0-16 season, and now the team is a Super Bowl contender. I'm wondering, when you see that the Chiefs have such a large attendance at their OTAs, do you feel the Browns are falling behind and a, a two-time AFC champion? Not at all. I'm glad they, they have attendance, but and just because they're getting – can work at you know their facility doesn't mean we're not working just because we're we're away. Our defense is getting work. I got you know working on their craft just away from home. Uh, we have that freedom and that liberty. And you no, know, you know, when we get to game one, we'll see who who has been gelling better and who's who who's got the, the upper hand. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Miles. We'll see who's got the upper hand. Andy Reid since May twelfth when he knew when the schedule was coming out. He probably knew May eleventh has been gearing for you. And he's been gunning for your defense. And the Chiefs address needs to stop you on that defensive line. But I'll give him credit. At least he's there. And the players don't have to be there. This is voluntary minicamps. But there's a lot of things in life, Grant, that are, quote, voluntary. You can show up where you can't. But you're not guaranteed to always have your job or your spot if you don't. Am I right? The implication is what's uh, is what's driving some attendance. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think when teams came out and said, "All right, let's do this," and they put out statements, "We're not doing, we're doing all through Zoom and all this," I think they're waiting for everybody to kind of kind of like the Big Ten in football last year. Hey, we're not going to play, hoping everybody falls in line, but they didn't. And all of a sudden, they were sitting back there going, "Hmm," and then they had to cram their season in, make exceptions for the Big Ten championship game because teams didn't have the requisite games to play in it. And nobody followed suit with Mountain West and these schools, but the SEC didn't, Big 12 didn't, and they were hoping they would, but they didn't. And we'll see. We'll see. There's a big difference. I get it. There's a big difference from doing things on. Now, if everybody's doing Zoom, everybody's on a level playing field. But when you got some teams showing up and some not, it's a different. Like the Chiefs. They've been in three straight AFC title games. They've been in two straight Super Bowls. They don't have to show up. They do. And why do they? To gel, to get some chemistry, especially that offensive line. Mahomes working with his receivers. Yeah, he took a couple days there to, to play in the golf tournament, but it doesn't matter. 
I mean, he's coming off surgery. I mean, what do you expect? But they've had over 80 people in attendance. I think Herbie Teope had put that out from the Kansas City Star a couple weeks ago. They had over 80 in attendance. But there's Cleveland media picking up on it. Hey, Chiefs have had people there. What about you guys? We'll see who has the upper hand. Really? Ladane Lee and Tomlinson, former Chargers great, was on NFL Network. But again, they got a tough AFC to get through, and especially the AFC West. And Patrick Mahomes is there. You do know that, right there, LT? You do know Patrick Mahomes lives in the AFC West. I'm just saying, man. We ain't scared. <laughs> They're not scared. And then you got Von Miller at OTAs that said the truth. Broncos doing good. I'm doing good. So we're all kind of tied into this thing together. And, you know, I just want to win and compete. You know, we lost to the Kansas City Chiefs five years in a row. I want to change it. Five and a half. Yeah. So, yes, I've been calling them back in the hunter role, which they are for the title, but clearly they are the hunted because that's how teams view them. I, I can't put Baltimore in that category because you don't trade Orlando Brown and consider somebody someone you're having target practice for. You can't do it. They can prove it on the field, but the Orlando Brown trade makes me shake my head still to this day. Pat Mahomes had said something about 20-0 when he was at his uh, 15 to Mahomes golf tournament in Hawaii in the chill zone, Coors Light. And Jeff Saturday commented on it. Keyshawn Johnson commented on it. Do they agree? I'll tell you next. Bing at night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Bankley, Grant Nicholson. Grant, have you ever been cool enough to be in the chill zone? Yeah, absolutely. Almost constantly. You're in Hawaii, the golf tournament, Coors Light, nice couches. And then you're asked a question about 20 and 0. Yeah, the only record I have my eyes that I'm breaking, which would be, it'd be new this year, going 20 and 0. See, that's, that's awesome. I loved hearing it. I mean, it's not like a proclamation, we're going to go 20 and 0. It's what his goal is. He should have that goal. Every player should have that mindset going to the Let's win a Super Bowl. Let's get to the, well, unless you're the Bengals or something. Let's just get to the playoffs. Or the Raiders. Like, just get to the playoffs. But I have no problem in that. No problem at all. And, of course, part of the big words this week were about that and the Chiefs roster and the Browns roster and whose roster is actually better. It was back and forth because remember Marcus Spears – had said this about the Browns roster before I get into reaction from Patrick Mahomes in 20-0 because both Jeff Saturday and Keyshawn Johnson spoke on both. But here's Marcus Spears on ESPN. He wasn't really taking a shot at the Chiefs, but he called the Browns roster the best in the NFL. And I will say this, it's a damn good roster. Is it the best? I wouldn't say that, but I'd say it's damn good. 
But the best roster construction mm-hmm. in the preseason belongs to the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Okay? And and it sparked my thought when you, you all talked about, Mina okay. talked about the thinness of this team and it's some holes there. But when I look at this Cleveland Browns roster, I ain't talking about on the field. One paper oh, you wear. Start going, Kimberly. One paper. Okay, I'm talking on about paper on wear. Paper. Show me the loose leaf. Show me the loose leaf because I got to see. Odell where? Beckham Jr. Where? Odell Beckham Jr. returning from injury. Here we go. Jarvis Landry. The the tight ends were huge. We know what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt is. This is arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. They signed Jadavian Clowney. They brought in Hill and Johnson in the secondary. Randell Pitt may be healthy and ready to go. Denzel Ward, healthy and ready to go, who's played magnificent when he's been on the field. Miles Garrett. It's better than anybody on the Chiefs outside of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Let's, like, so look, I got them as dark horse Super Bowl contenders, and we're talking about the Chiefs potentially going 20-0. On paper right now in the NFL, on the AFC side, the Cleveland Browns have the best roster. David, they have a good roster, and they've done a great job, but it's not the best when the Chiefs are the best roster. They got the best player in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. They got a top three wide receiver in Tyree Kill, and they got the best tight end in Travis Kelsey. There's no debating that. But I heard a lot of people talking about the Browns, and I've been talking them up too because their offensive line is damn good. It's the only offensive line in football that has three all pro, not pro bowlers, all pro. Jack Conklin, Petonio, Wyatt Teller. And then Jedrick Wills was all rookie team last year, the rookie out of Alabama. Tough offensive line. Even Brian Baldinger who's an offensive line guru, talked. And this is the thing that bothers me. Like People talk about Cleveland, and here's the thing about them. Here's the thing that separates them from the Chargers, and everybody calling the Chargers the darling. Cleveland actually won a playoff game, right? They actually went on the road and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Actually won a playoff game. So until the Chargers do that, I'll listen to the Browns more. Yeah, their, their schedule wasn't exactly nails, but still play the schedule in front of them. But Brian Baldinger, though, knows offensive line, and I'll give him credit. They have a damn good offensive line. Listen, uh, no, Tampa, Green Bay, Indy, all good groups. But the Cleveland Browns, Wills, Batonio, Treader, Teller, Conklin, the architect, Bill Callahan. This group, I call them the union, right? I mean, they carry hard hats. They carry their lunch pails. When they take on a defensive line, they mangle them. They carve them up in the middle. You see body parts just flying. This group together, collective brain. And I mean, uh, the union showed up every week. And it was my favorite film to study every week, how they went about their business. But they were really good. And they're the gold standard right now. They're all coming back this year. Callahan is there. This Cleveland Browns, the union. That's my best offense line in the league right now. Many teams will challenge this year. But I think the union's capable of holding them all off. And I can't disagree with that offensive line. Now, the Chiefs' offensive line has a chance to be just as good. The Colts' offensive line is missing Anthony Costanzo this year, retired. Still Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith all coming back on that offensive line. They're tough. But the Chiefs have a chance, in my opinion, to be the second-best offensive line in the AFC, which is a big difference. Here was uh, Jeff Saturday. When he was talking about, well, I, we'll do Keyshawn first. There's Keyshawn Johnson, ESPN, because he starts off talking about the Chiefs versus the Browns roster. Then he gets into um, the 20 and 0. You know, when I start to look at it, 
nobody on Cleveland's receiving core is better than Tyreek Hill. So I look at stuff like that. Nobody that tied in is not Kelsey. I look at that. But then I look at the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is better than Baker Mayfield. So I start putting all of these things together. And then when I look at the coaching side, I don't know that Kevin Stefanski is quite there where Andy Reid is in Eric Bieniemy. And they got better on the offensive line. See, Mm -hmm. I think that is the key. Trading for Orlando Brown Mm -hmm. was, that's what won the draft for me. Yeah. That won the draft. Yeah. I don't know. That's why early on I said Kansas City can go undefeated and people looked at me like I got frogs on my face. And now all of a sudden. Mahomes saying it. Everybody else is saying it, including the quarterback. Saying he wants to. Well, he he heard me say they are going to do it. He didn't want to say they are going to do it. He wanted to say he would love to do it at some point. So this Keyshawn gets it, man. Keyshawn Johnson gets it. Here was Jeff Saturday on ESPN NFL Live talking about the 20-0 comment. I love it. Man, thank who don't want to go undefeated. By the way, we've had one team who's done it in the history of our game. I don't blame Patrick Mahomes even a little bit for saying that. They get it. And he didn't say we're going to go do it. He said that's his goal. That is the goal, which should be the goal. And it's we'll talk about it. Get through the first five weeks. First five weeks going to be tough. But as I, I've said, Grant, when the schedule came out on May twelfth. I wanted two teams to be number one team that she's played first week. And really, I didn't care if they were at Arrowhead or not because they're 15-1 and one away from Arrowhead. Patrick Mums hasn't lost a game on the road since 2019. <laughs> Think about that. They're 20-4 and four on the road in the last three years. So it, when you have a great quarterback, it travels, great coach, staff, it travels. It's Cleveland. Stefanski's not Andy Reid. They don't have an Eric B. enemy. You know, they don't have a Patrick Mahomes. they got a great running game. I'll give them that. Great offensive line. Give them that. And then defense has now moved into the top ten. It was 17th last year, but they added 50% of the Rams secondary, which, by the way, was the number one secondary in the NFL last year. Give them credit. Like, they took that leap forward. Like, they took that step forward to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I respect that because they got themselves better. I felt the Colts did, too. Bills, eh, not so much. Ravens? Not so much, unless you want to give me Rashad Bateman and Tylen Wallace, but you're talking about rookies at wide receiver and Hollywood Brown turning things around. And Sammy Watkins. But you got rid of Orlando Brown, so can't take him 100% serious. But that's the edge of the Chiefs. I mean, there are going to be teams looking at him. But Cleveland, give Andy Reid all the time, man. Ask Belichick what happens when you give Andy Reid that much time. He found out in 2017. Banners. Flying from the Super Bowl. Reed comes up there. Who's this Cream Hunt guy? And he destroys him. Destroys him. And the Kansas City Chiefs won, what, 42 17? That Thursday night? Something like that. In Foxborough. All I took away from that segment, Bink, is the way. Body, that, parts, body parts flying? Yeah. And that, the way Baldy says Jack Conklin's last name Conklin. Conklin. The Union. I mean, everything he said was true except for the body parts because I've yet to see body parts fly around. He thinks that, that they're like some sort of meat grinder where they're just chewing up defensive tackles constantly. <laughs> hey, man, that offensive line enables Baker Mayfield to be a serviceable quarterback. It does. Six of his last nine games, then over 200 yards. Look at the Colts last year. That offensive line, you got the best out of Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is probably done, but he played a decent enough season. They could have and should have beaten the Bills in the playoffs. 
if coaching was a little bit different in that game because Frank Reich, I think, blew it. They could have won that game. Phillip Rivers coaching high school football in 4A in Alabama right now. But it's a guy that could have had a playoff win in Buffalo because of a good offensive line and a running game. The Bills last year, Jonathan Taylor finished third in the NFL in rushing. That's why they're in my second tier. But coming up next, Pete Prisco, which is hilarious because Colin Coward, Bayless, Prisco, all these guys, they like the Chiefs now. So they're going to have to start searching for that doubt. They're going to have to start searching for that doubt like the Royals used to do. But coming up next, the top 100. Even the Chiefs tweeted about it. We'll discuss it next. Bing at night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.